0: Lord, we your presence seek, our inner life renew. Give us a pure and holy heart, a temple fit for you.
1: A reading from the second book of Samuel. The word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks to God.
1: The son of David will live forever. Son of David will live forever. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. The Son of David will live forever. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one, I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever, and build your throne for all generations. The Son Son of David David will live forever. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Forever I will keep my steadfast love for him, and my covenant with him will stand firm. The Son Son of David David will live forever. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. The promise that Abraham would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For this reason, the promise depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. He is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. Abraham believed in the presence of the God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, Abraham believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said, So numerous shall your descendants be. Therefore his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. They sing your praise without end. Praise to you, Lord. King of eternal glory. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends, when you are cooped up You begin to get a bit stir-crazy, and things begin to occur to you that at first glance don't really make any sense. And I found myself in contemplation for this Festival of St. Joseph thinking of that comedy television show that was called Everybody Loves Raymond. Not about anything that went on in it, because quite frankly, I didn't watch it any more than I watch much of anything on television. Just because I simply found myself saying, well, everybody loves Joseph. Is there anyone anywhere who does not have a tremendous affection for St. Joseph? And I also started to wonder about just why are the many reasons why that is the case? And there are, of course, many that we are celebrating today. But maybe one of them has a root that is very, very deep, like that deep, deep root within us that causes us to love Mary and to cling to her. And this deep root within us that loves Joseph may actually help us right now in this time of trial. I'll start by saying that, once again, Bishop Barron's daily reflection helped, because he pointed out, you do realize, don't you, he said, that every time Joseph appears, which isn't very frequently in the Gospels, it's in a time of crisis. Joseph's entire life, from all that we can see of it, was dealing with crisis situations. The heartbreak of thinking that his betrothed had betrayed him, as we heard in our gospel today, and being reassured by the angel who said, Do not be afraid, significantly, just like Jesus was to say that so often. The flight into Egypt, where terror was driving them. Having to travel all over the place, including to places they did not know and were not familiar with. Both when Jesus was to be born and after he was born. And then, of course, the last story where Joseph figures directly, and we read that today if we choose to, which is the losing of Jesus in the temple, every parent's worst worst nightmare. Your father and I, Mary said to Jesus, your father and I have been searching for you with great anxiety. Joseph had to contend with this kind of thing all the time. That's the first thing that I was thinking about. Joseph was called upon to rise to the occasions of strife and struggle. And when was he called upon to rise to them? At the times when his little family was most vulnerable. Joseph was not asked to be part of the horrifying events that led to the crucifixion of Jesus. He had been taken home by then. No, he was asked to do things at a time when his wife and the child entrusted to him were extremely vulnerable. And I was reminded of that as we proclaimed the opening prayer today. We ask for Joseph's intercession over the church. He is the patron of the universal church, as we know but that he may constantly watch over the unfolding of the mysteries of human salvation, which, of course, has been going on for the whole 2,000 years, whose beginnings you entrusted to his faithful care. When the mysteries of our salvation and the kingdom to come was still literally in its infancy, the tiny seed, the vulnerable, the so easily crushed. Not because God in his majesty can be easily crushed, but because he chose to become one of us and could have been easily crushed. Those were the times when Joseph was asked to rise up to the occasion, to be with the most important persons in the world and to take care of them when they were most vulnerable. Let's be honest. When Jesus came to the climax of his pastoral ministry, to his persecution, crucifixion, and death, he really wasn't vulnerable. As many of the writers have put, he went to this very deliberately and knowingly, but not when he was a baby. And Joseph took care of the family in those times. That's when he needed this immense reservoir of trusting, confident faith, of which the letter that we heard in our second reading makes a point of drawing attention to. So, aren't we all pretty vulnerable right now? No matter how many jokes we make or attempts to pretend we're not, we all realize deep inside that we are extraordinarily vulnerable. And even if we don't think that we personally are, we are thinking of persons we know or persons whose care has been entrusted to us who really are very vulnerable right now. So we call on Joseph then to come like he did when he was, in the beginning, called upon by God, we call upon him now to come to our aid in our time of vulnerability, to protect us, to give us renewed confidence, to help us to walk on the long journey, not giving up and not despairing. We draw on his example, on his faith, and on his Comforting protection. And we know that we will be okay. Go to Joseph, the sainted brother Andre would always say. So we do go to him. And especially today, as his solemnity, which always occurs in Lent, maybe significantly, occurs at a point when we really need him the most. Thank you, Joseph, for the loving care with which you have blessed Mary and Jesus and the whole body of Christ. And I think we understand a little bit better now why we all love Joseph, why everybody loves Joseph, and will continue to love him and to depend on him.
1: We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words.
0: Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, Please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation.
1: And thank you for your prayers and support.